Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us, friends. Uh, I'm so excited to have you here. This week we're going to be reading the readings for Sunday, August 9th, 2020, which is the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time during Year A of the Roman Catholic Church. The first reading this week is from the first book of Kings, chapter 19, verse 9a, and verses 11 to 13a. At the mountain of God, Horeb, Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said to him, Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. A strong heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. I love this reading and I just love that this encounter that Elijah has with God and that God um, agrees to reveal himself to Elijah and it's like he's like God is so he's so God that as humans we would not be able to handle seeing him face to face like we would just like probably melt uh or be like stunned to death so God's like, yeah, I'm going to, you can encounter me in a real way, but you can't look me in the eye. Like, I'm just going to pass by. And so uh, he does, and it's in an unexpected way, right? Like, God is so mighty and so powerful and so glorious that we would expect him maybe to appear in, you know, something like an earthquake or um, a fire, but it's amazing because our God, the God of like the universe, creator of all, reveals himself in a tiny whispering sound. That's really amazing that we don't find God. And I think, you know, it makes sense in reality because when we're trying to, you know, pray and encounter God and, and in, invite him into this relationship with us or rather respond to the invitation that he gives us, um, no one, I think no one that's trying to have a relationship with God is like, I'm going to go to Times Square and I feel like I'm going to get some like really good prayer there. Like, no, of course not. That's why we go on retreats and that's why we seek silence. And it's why people, um, you know, draw away when they want to, to go deeper into their hearts and their souls, because we know that, um, God, we can only hear God 
in the silence because he comes to us in that tiny whisper. It makes total sense that our hearts yearn for retreat and for silence because uh, our world is just so noisy that in order to encounter God, we have to step away in the silence. The other thing here that really strikes me is that um, this encounter that Elijah has with God is so fleeting and it happens so quickly, right? Like the Lord just passes by him and then it's over. And I think for me, I, I can relate to that a lot and I I find comfort in that, I think, because I think some of us, you know, hopefully have had, you know, real encounters with the Lord. I can recall some instances of that in my life of of really, truly encountering Christ in a real way. But I could probably count all those times on one hand. And they happen in the blink of an eye, you know. Um, And so I think a struggle that I have in my life and in my relationship with God is that I feel like I'm kind of clinging to those moments of encounter I've had. And then I guess just trying to like ride the waves of it you know what I mean like I know I had this encounter with Christ like in a very real way but it happened so fast and it was over so fast and like now I'm just trying to live my life out of that encounter but that can become really hard because you feel like you're clinging to like a memory that uh at least I feel like I spent a lot of time trying to like get that encounter back or I guess trying to like relive that encounter or to get to that kind of mountaintop moment, right? Uh, in the Bible, where do you go to encounter God? You go to the top of the mountain. Think of Elijah here. Um, think of Moses on Mount Sinai. Like mountains are places of encounter for God. And so that's why oftentimes we call like retreats um, or like if you've been to like Steubenville or like something like that, I would refer to that as like a mountaintop moment, like When I went to Steubenville in high school, that was like a major, probably the most major moment of encounter for me of Christ. And that was 10 years ago now almost. And so it's, it can become difficult because I feel like sometimes I'm trying to still, that was a moment of encounter for me. And I try to cling to that because I know it to be true and real, but it can become really hard because, um, it feels so long ago and so distant and so. I don't know that I don't know why our encounters with God are like this, like that he just passes by us and it happens so quickly. But, um, you know, we know the story of Elijah and he was a great prophet and he was able to do so much, um, probably the greatest prophet of the Old Testament, um, just because of this one encounter, this one moment that he had of God. And so I don't think we have to be ashamed that we kind of live out of those encounters and and seek them and try to, you know, encounter God in that same way again, as long as we're just trying to seek him, you know, and striving for, for that relationship with him, even if it's not always that mountaintop moment like Elijah has here. The second reading this week is from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 9, verses 1 to 5. Brothers and sisters, I speak the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My conscience joins with the Holy Spirit in bearing me witness that I have great sorrow and constant anguish in my heart. For I wish 
that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites. There's the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. There's the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. So this is a really cool part of Paul's letter to the Romans. Um, and, he, and he says he has this sorrow and constant anguish in his heart because he wants his own people, meaning, you know, his fellow Israelite, the, Jew, the Jews, um, because Paul was a Jew. He was a, um, a Jewish scripture scholar. Um, and so he loves his people, the Israelites, and his prayer for them is that they would come to know Christ the way that he has. Um, because we know that Paul had this big conversion and he was originally persecuting uh, Christians and now he's one of them. And so his prayer and his hope is that um, his fellow Israelites will come to know Christ the way that he has. He actually says, you know, I would be willing to be um, like cursed or cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people. Like he's willing to do anything for them to allow them to enter into this encounter with him. I think something really important that I pulled from this as I was just reading it is how um, beloved Jewish people are by God. Um, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone that like anti-Semitism is still very much a thing uh, in the world, unfortunately, and it seems so um, ridiculous that it is still so prevalent. And it might not be something that we hear of like in the news every day, but it's definitely happening. Anti-Semitic acts are, are, are being committed a lot all over the U.S. Um, and so I, I really like this second part where it says they are the Israelites. You know, so much beauty has, has come from the Jewish faith and the Jewish religion and the Jewish people throughout history and time and religion. Um, and we are, you know, we come from the Jewish faith. That's, that's the reality is that Catholicism and Christianity is born out of Judaism. So it's really, really important to have reverence for, for Judaism and for our Jewish brothers and sisters and to, um, speak out against anti-Semitism when we hear it and when we see it and when we encounter it, because, you know, as Paul says here, um, they are, they're God's beloved people. They are the Israelites. There's the adoption, the glory, the covenants. Um, there's so much beauty and there's so much we can learn about God through our Jewish, um, and from our Jewish brothers and sisters. The gospel this week is from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. 
It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So this is uh, such a beautiful reading, and it's happening um, right after the reading from last Sunday, which is when the the feeding of the 5,000, the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. So right after that, Jesus um, has the disciples get into a boat and go to the other side, but without him. He does what? He goes up by uh, himself to pray. And where does he go? Like I said earlier, onto a mountain. Mountain equals encounter with God in the Bible. This is really important, and it's something we emphasized last week as well, that even Jesus needed time for prayer with the Father. Even Jesus took time to pray with his Father, just like we need to take that time, like we, t- like we talked about earlier, in silence to engage in that relationship with the Father. And it's something we read at the beginning of last week's gospel as well, after he heard that... Um, that John the Baptist had been beheaded, he went off by himself to pray. Um, So I think that's really significant, that even God himself needed prayer. And like, if God himself needs prayer time, how much more do I need prayer time? A lot. I definitely do. So, um, So he goes after that, he goes walking onto the sea to encounter these guys in the boat, the boat that he had sent them out on. Um... And obviously, they're terrified when they see Jesus walking on the water because that is not something you see every day. And they shout out, it is a ghost, which is, um, I think, a little bit of foreshadowing of like the resurrection and their reaction to that. Um, And so Jesus says this beautiful line, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. So many times throughout scripture, he reaffirms us with this phrase, do not be afraid. And then Peter and Christ have this really cool moment where Peter kind of like tests him and says, okay, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So how bold of Peter to ask Jesus to not only prove himself to him, but then to give Peter the ability to be able to walk on the water. That's a bold prayer. Um, And I don't think it's surprising that that comes from Peter because he's kind of bold all throughout scripture and he kind of has to be bold in order to be like the first pope, right? Um, So Jesus calls him out and he does. He begins to walk on the water towards Jesus. But he has this moment of doubt, right? When he sees, when when he feels and sees how strong the wind is, he becomes frightened and immediately begins to sink. So he was doing fine. He was doing fine. What happened? He doubted. He doubted Christ's ability 
to be able to allow him to walk even in spite of this wind. And so he hesitated and he doubted and he starts to sink. It was his belief, this is the key part, it was his belief that Jesus could do what he was doing that gave him the ability to walk on the water. Because he believed that Christ could do anything for him, that's why he was able to walk on the water. So because he doubts that, that is why he starts sinking. It's not because Jesus like takes away that ability for the moment just to laugh at Peter singing or something like that. It's Peter's trust and belief in Christ that allows him to walk on the water. So he starts sinking. He cries, Lord, save me. And immediately, this is a beautiful line, immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter. Immediately. The moment we begin to doubt and to... Uh, to shake and to, to kind of falter in our faith. Immediately, Jesus stretches out his hand and catches us. Um, and he just kind of, I think, has like a chuckle to himself. Of, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did, why did you doubt? Why? Because of earthly things? Because of something as trivial as wind? You, this is Christ you're talking to. Do you think he's not more powerful than, than the wind or the water? Um, and so like, I think that's really important to remember that like in our moments of doubt, like why, why did we doubt something's probably super trivial and like nothing in the face of God's almighty power. Right. Um, this is just a, a really beautiful story and I think it all comes back to, to trust. Um, and just going back to this verse, take courage. It is I do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That's something John Paul II used to say. Uh, used to say a lot. Um, and I, I, I think there's just so much to be learned here. That like we need to have faith that Christ can do anything for us. I'm not encouraging you all to go try walk on the ocean. Because that probably would not end well. Um, but like for those things in our lives that we doubt that, that God is able to do. Like... Who are we to say what God is not able to do? Um, we can't be scared. And I know I've said this before, but we can't be scared to ask God for those big things and to pray those really bold prayers like Peter prayed here. Um, we can't be scared of, of, of praying. We can't be scared of praying the, the prayers of our, of our deepest desires because Christ wants to know that. He wants to get all in that and he is not scared to go into that stuff with you. So I think my, my challenge for you for the week would be to kind of just meditate and sit with um, this verse, which is uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 27. Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Just sit with that and be like, what am I afraid to, to bring to prayer in God? And then just like go over and over this verse in your head and bring that thing to light, bring that thing to your prayer this week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. 
You can also check out a shower of roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.